Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, been wrestling over one podcast at a time. You, you? And we are here with a special edition uh, because Cesaro has been released. Oh, not released. He's gotten out of his contract. He's not re-signed with WWE. Oh, it is It is a good day. It is a good day. Yeah, this... it, it, it took me from left field, man. Yeah, it, it caught me off guard too, but it, it, it put me through a roller coaster in about a good five-minute time frame because for me, when I first heard it, all I heard was uh, WWE, or all I heard was Cesaro is no longer with WWE. And my, my initial reaction is, oh, good Lord, another round of budget cuts are coming. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you click the link, you read the articles, and it's like, oh, he left. He wanted to leave. And then it's like, oh, wait, his contract expired, and he left. Mm-hmm. So after, like, going through the emotions and the roller coaster of it all, I'm like, oh, that that lucky duck, that smart, that, that genius of an SOB, he's out, <laughs> he's free, and he has no 90 days. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why I put me through the ringer a little bit, but I'm like, at the end of it all, just thank God he's gone. And not in a bad way. Like, thank God he's gone. Like, he can go elsewhere and be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was very surprising. Uh, because at first, uh, you know, yeah, I thought I thought he got released. And then... I thought maybe he asked for his release. And then when it said he just he just didn't resign and it expired, I was like, oh, great. And then after I realized he didn't have to have a 90 days, it was like, well, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I was reading uh, up on some articles and apparently he was already on an extension. He was already on a one-year extension. Yeah. Um, and I believe they tried to offer him another extension and he just he didn't he didn't want it. Yeah. Um, from what I was gathering and from the few things that I read, um, it came down to a disagreement on direction and money. Yeah. The bag, the bag. was um, an issue. Yeah. So it came down to those two things and he just couldn't agree to what they were offering. He was trying to make relatively the same ballpark as I believe it was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, that's that's what I got from the articles. Yeah. Um which which I could definitely I would definitely offer him that. I, I could definitely offer him Sami Zayn money. I could see why they wouldn't, but I also see why they would. Um because and I and I think that was probably the breakthrough moment for him. Um, I'd have to imagine was, you know, you hold yourself to this value because at one point, especially in ROH terms or um, international indie terms, you're at the level of 
a Sami Zayn and a and a Kevin Owens or a Kevin Steen. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as company today, it's much lesser so. So he was expecting um the bag that they got because he was on the same level as them coming in one and two, because I'm sure he probably has an idea of what his name is worth on the Indies. Absolutely. So I would imagine he suspected he'd get the same kind of bag they got. Um, and they just didn't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can, at, you know, which at that point is like, all right, well, I guess I'll just wait. Yeah. But I can, I don't knock him for, for letting the contract expire and sticking to his guns because for me, it's not a, it's, it's a win-win scenario at this point for Cesaro at, uh, at this point of his career, because if you stay and you get what you want, you know, he's a little bit older. He can he can collect the bag like, you know, people like Kevin are doing, like AJ are doing, like Sammy are doing. Mm-hmm. He, can, he can collect the bag if he stays. Mm-hmm. Would we like him to stay? Probably not because he's going to just be like another, he, he's going to be like Ricochet in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if he stays, he collects the bag, whatever. If he another, doesn't. That's another person I feel like got the bag to stay. Yeah, but he, he got the bag to stay for years. Yeah. Yeah, um, they really duped him. <laughs> yeah, that they did. And then if he leaves, he's still older, like I said, but he has he has enough credibility to himself and mm-hmm. to his name and his brand mm-hmm. that he he could probably go to any company, and it's gonna it's gonna sound kind of messed up because he's from Switzerland, but he could be like the Swiss Army knife for any company you can use him for anything yeah yeah like you could you could take him to impact and make him a world champion uh aw is a little crowded but you know he has ties to a few people in aw nwa he would be freaking awesome mlw he could fit in pretty nicely um th- there's just a few promotions that make him that that fit well with him. He, he I mean, when ROH pops back up, he could go to ROH and we can get back uh for uh Forbes list Claudio. Like we mm-hmm. can there's there's just so many things he could do that would fit very well and he would be great at doing for all these companies. Um well you know what one of the things I was reading um along with you know, what he might have wanted for the deal. Um, they said it was 41, which in today's era is, is, is a, still a great age. Yeah. But the article had had, uh, had set him to be, uh, they said his potential for being a main eventer may have come and gone. Do you Do you believe that? I understand why they would say that, but I don't entirely agree because you've seen we've seen guys in WWE and outside of WWE who were into their 40s and still got the main event push 
like we, we've seen the older people get their main event push mm-hmm. just based off of you know they just they were given a shot and it worked like i mean kofi was what 38 39 when he got his his first world title mm. he kofi was a little up there in age granted he didn't hit 40 yet but he was like 38 39 he was pretty close to it yeah um Mick was up there in age when he got the first world title push. Um, Daniel was, Daniel had to be in his forties when he became the main eventer, when he came back. Mm-hmm. Edge was a main eventer for a while. Edge is well into his forties, probably close to 50. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's all in the way that you book it. Yeah, and plus the dude is Cesaro's more in shape than everybody I just named. Yeah, you like, know what? He, you know what I would do. Uh, well, where do you want him to end up? Let's talk about that first. Honestly, I don't. A pitch. I don't have. I, I I don't have a preference. I mean, I I just I'm Cesaro's one of those people that I think should have got that push a long time ago specifically a time you could have did it. And I, and I have this date ingrained in my head because I'm going to say the date you look it up and you'll understand exactly why April 5th, 2016. Now that sounds kind of a long time ago because it's five years, but that would have been the perfect time to do it. And I think that character that was him at the time, could have been a world mm-hmm. champion in, in any promotion. So, in fact, mm-hmm. the character mm-hmm. the character now could have could be a world champion in a few promotions. So it really doesn't matter to me. He could go to ROH when they pop back up. Him and Grisham could put on an amazing match. AEW's kind of crowded, but it could work. Um, Impact, he's... As much as I love the stuff Moose is doing right now, I put him over Moose any day of the week. So, I mean, it really doesn't matter. I mean, you could do Impact because there's a few WWE guys over there that he can mix it up with and be great. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there really is no no set stone or set spot in stone, but let's just go with Impact for me. Um, Okay, here's my pitch. Cesaro does basic work in New Japan strong, stay in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, do some steady work in MLW without storylines, just maybe some squash matches or some here and there's. Uh, I could see him against guys like Matt Cross. Um and they just got some good guys over there, TJP, Alex Shelley. Uh, just to have some really good highlight matches. Yeah, get 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 that indie get, get that indie name rolling again. And then I would go to NWA as uh, a new gimmick that's still Cesaro, but uh, uh, I would call it, I would give him a new nickname and I would call him the Brass Ring. Yeah, um, 
I, I would I would agree on the new nickname. I would, I would go back. I would, I would go back have, to. I would hold on. I would have him do the 007 gimmick still, mm-hmm. but call him the Brass Ring, and yeah. I feel like that is immediate main eventer Cesaro right there. Right, yeah, I, I was gonna say I agree with that, but I was gonna say give him the Brass Ring nickname, keep the 007 gimmick, and then. I would probably have him keep his indie name. I would I would have him go back to Claudio Castagnoli. Mm. Yeah, you know what? That works better with the brass ring gimmick. Mm-hmm. It's a more mature of a name. Because everybody, this is gonna sound, a few years ago, everybody was hyping up what he was on the indies, mm. even while he was still with WWE. When mm-hmm. they would ask about how Cesaro is as a person in the ring, out the ring, the performer, the person. Most of those guys wouldn't call him Cesaro. They would call him Claudio. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. Claudio is his real first name, mm-hmm. but then they would go on to tell these stories and they would call him uh, Claudio Castagnoli, his indie name. Mm-hmm. So I would just use that because a lot of people already think highly of you. You know, it's already established and like, indie promotions as it is yeah yeah i have a you know i have um i have a small aw pitch as well this is fan this one's more fantasy booking i think the brass ring in nwa would work a lot better or even the brass ring in roh but i do have a fantasy booking pitch for aw Mm mm-hmm because AEW leans heavy on factions and managers. I wouldn't mm-hmm. put him in a faction just yet. Um, you still have to find his people. But I do have a fantasy booking manager situation. You do that brass ring character, and then you have William Regal manage him. Okay. With the 007 gimmick, I think they work really well together. There would be a plethora of nice suits. And it would just, it, I just feel like it would work. They can both just do this, you know, this better than you stuck up gimmick, but still be beloved. Yeah. I feel like uh, uh first rival should be Andrade, though. Is... Yeah, you know, c- come to think of it, as crowded as aid, uh, I was going to say AWA for some reason, but a crowd uh, as crowded as AEW is, they have quite a few people. He can do some amazing matches with come mm. to think of it. Like mm. they, they have Andrade. Uh, they have Sean Spears. I think that'll mm. be a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but I think him and Archer would be pretty dope. Um, I'm kind of like the fanboy in me kind of wants to see him and Adam page. Um, or not Paige, Adam Cole. Adam um, Cole, yeah. yeah. I feel O'Reilly. like him and I feel like him and uh I feel like he could have some sleeper classics with guys mm-hmm. like O'Reilly, um, Sammy Guevara, Ricky Starks. I feel him like he it. could have some really big matches with uh Alistair and Daniel. Mm-hmm. And uh let me see somebody to contrast the style. Um, maybe have a uh 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 an all-out brawl with Eddie. I was going to say, yeah, him and Eddie could reignite their indie thing. Mm-hmm. It just, um, there's, yeah, there's just a lot of people. 
Yeah, I mean, it it kind of baffles me though because I really feel like WWE dropped the ball with him, and I've been saying it for years. Like I've been I've been calling this for like the last eight years or so. Like you have him, you don't use him. Well, why shit. The, well, why the hell are you not using him? Well, shit. That's the whole. That's my whole idea behind the brass ring pitch, is because when he was at peak potential they they had dropped that um they had dropped that was it a stone cold podcast um yeah with uh vince mcmahon skull sessions yeah mm-hmm. with vince where he where they talked about cesaro um and the whole brass ring concept became a thing and it was yeah. really centered around the idea of cesaro and whether he would get over and what they didn't did. seem to understand is he got over it yeah, I just didn't do anything about it. Yeah, for me, I like from what I understood, Vince always thought that he couldn't get over the accent. Now, this is this is my argument with the accent. Vince feels like people with accents won't really resonate with the crowd. Correct. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre. Becky Lynch. These are people with thick accents and, you know, they still made it over with the crowd. Mm -hmm. And then you've had so many people, like so many legends just say, say the same thing that we're saying right now. He has an accent, you know, okay, but look at everybody else who has an accent and got over. This dude was... Go ahead. Um, I was gonna say, and you know what? It the accent actually makes him sound better. Yeah, like I that. Mean, that accent it, it it puts forth the kind of gimmick that he was rolling with at the time when y'all were ready to put Paul Heyman behind him. Yeah, it, it actually worked to his benefit. Yeah, that would have worked great, even even him with Paul Heyman. Uh, like because. Paul Heyman's somebody who even spoke on him and said they don't know he doesn't understand why uh why Cesaro isn't getting the push because he he had faith in Cesaro. Mm-hmm. You have you have legends that are just saying this dude has what it takes to be a world champion. People like Paul, people like Dutch Mantel, people like Mick Foley, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold. Like you have a plethora of legends, guys who have been to the top and know what it's like to be there and what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You have these guys saying that he can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of they need to they need to make him that. They need to just put him there and see what he can do. Give him if a you, shot. Yeah, if you just strap the jetpack on the guy, he's got enough of a core fan base to get over, which is something I never understood. Like we he always had a few chances um in the like slight reinventions where you thought, all right, this might be it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't too long ago he was beating Seth clean at WrestleMania. Yeah. I thought and that was it. I thought, like, you know, they failed the initial first couple times. But I thought after he beat Seth at Mania, I was like, all right, this is, that was it. That was the match. That was the measuring stick. That was his Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker moment. That was it. He's he's over mm-hmm. now. He's a main eventer. Yeah. And had you rolled with that kind of momentum, um, I could have seen that Cesaro beating uh, Roman Reigns today. 
but that you kind of took that mania and then did nothing with him yeah. afterwards. And it was like, uh, all right, I guess we're back where we started. And that was, I, I remember the match because that to me was arguably one of the best matches of that WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the dude did the dude did the damn UFO for the first time in like nine years where he sat Seth on his shoulders, didn't hold him and just spun him. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's been a very, very long time since I've seen somebody even attempt the UFO. And, and, the, and, and the, the dude got it. Yeah, and it's crazy because he's never not impressive. No. That's always the sad thing about Cesaro. He's never not impressive. He's just never given the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. It's weird. It's very weird. And I will never um, understand it. And I'm glad he let his contract expire because... I mean, granted, even if he, if he if he wanted to stay, if he didn't want to stay, you know, that really doesn't matter. But he actually joins a list of some pretty notable names who let their contract expire, didn't get the 90 days, and were able to just jump elsewhere. I mean, right off the bat, you got people like Jericho. Uh, you got Wade Barrett. You got Drew mm. Gulak, mm. Daniel Bryan, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. You got Dean Ambrose, who's now Moxley. Like you have a list of quite a few notable names. Uh, right off the bat, you have one, two, three, four former world champions. You have a former NXT champion. Like you have quite a few names, notable names that just did the same thing. They let their contract run out, went elsewhere, and have either been great elsewhere or are doing really good elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I would think it's on his side to do good. Yeah. And I think with his reputation, he's never a locker room problem. He's always impressive in the ring. I think he's generally accepted anywhere he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Like he can, he, there's like so many great things he could do. It's just a matter of, him just picking where he wants to go at this point or somewhere picking him and just letting the ball roll with it. Just give him that shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Christian. Christian did not get the shot the first go around. Christian went to impact and became an instant classic. Yeah. Yeah. Cesaro. The can, instant classic, actually. Cesaro can go anywhere and get that brass ring. Mm-hmm. Like you said. Or be that brass ring. You know, um, that leads me to an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking this over with uh, with somebody, and I, I was saying, you know, eventually someone has got to present these cases to Vince of um, you sign a guy, the guy is over, you do nothing with the guy, the guy leaves, the guy becomes amazing. Not because he became amazing, but because he was always amazing and you didn't do anything about it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
eventually someone has to lay all these cases at Vince's doorstep and be like, hey, man, maybe we're missing the mark. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I'll give the exception to Drew McIntyre because even Drew will tell you he wasn't ready at that stage. Um, but you can go back far enough to look at Bobby Lashley's first run, John Morrison's first run, um, Brody Lee. I think uh, Matt Cardone is a prime example of just people that, uh, Miro, another great example of mm-hmm. people that you continuously had over at one point and then just decided not to pull the trigger at all. Yeah. When they never gave you a reason not to, you know what I'm saying? Eventually Mm -hmm. somebody's got to present these cases to him. Do you think, do you think there will come a time? Cause the person I was talking to presented it as if nobody events doesn't see anything wrong then there's nothing to present well that vince never sees anything wrong and that's the problem vince has himself surrounded with too many too many to quote cm punk he surrounds himself with kiss ass glad handing yes men and that's why Vince will never see anything wrong. He can sit there and think, oh, we're the Titans. We're the, we're the big ones. We, we're the number one promotion in the world. We don't have anything wrong. Everything is perfect. I mean, even if you're the number one thing, there's bound to be flaws. There's flaws in everything. Nothing is perfect. AEW is not perfect. Impact's not perfect. Nothing is perfect in this world. Um, so I don't think Vince is ever going to see it. There's there's always going to be improvements you can make. There's always going to be things you can do to make stuff better. Vince just will never see it. He, he figured he let go of, what, 80-some-odd people last year. And fans hated their – fans hated the product last year. But they still made – the most money they've ever made. And Vince mm. said, there's nothing to fix. Oh, no, no, there, there's a lot you can fix, buddy. Believe you and me, there's a lot you can fix. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, does there come a time when they go, okay, how do we keep missing all these people that everyone seems to be able to make way bigger than we had them? Is there something we're doing wrong? Who is it back there that's, Matt Cardona that we're not giving the time of day to. Just listen to the fans when you give guys a chance or when, and when, when you give guys and girls a chance, you, you figure they, they're so stuck for me that it's like, they're stuck in their ways about people that they have like, um, What's the word? Uh, like, you know how when you play WWE 2K and you go to create a character mm-hmm. and it gives you the template to start with? Mm-hmm. I think Vince already has a template in his mind of what he wants a main guy to be. 
And if you're not already at that template, I don't think he gives you a shot. Mm-hmm. But if you just listen to, if you give just guys a shot or, you know, a semi-shot and you listen to the fans and how the fans react, you'll know who to give your shot to. Mm-hmm. You figure, we want to see more Ricochet. Ricochet's, right. in, Ricochet's in the back. We want to see more Cesaro. We wanted to see more Cesaro. You never gave him the shot, but every time he came out, got a huge pop, had the Cesaro section, had merch flying. Liv Morgan, what you got her doing right now? Liv Morgan's gone like a fart in the wind. She has merch moving. She has the whole watch me live thing. There's there's so many people that if you don't fit the template, if you don't fit the mold, you just don't get to go. And and you know what? That's another, I think that's where that conversation eventually led me to is I think Liv could be the next one. Because you you look at the grand landscape and I was I was I was way more upset about this than I initially thought I would be um, when I had this conversation because it just we watched this for a long time, right? We've mm-hmm. been watching this for a long time, and it felt like um, not even felt like I'm 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 willing to die on this hill. It seems they spent an entire year making a star. And then when it came time to cash out, uh, I would say, mm-hmm. they basically went with their regular roundup of people. Yeah. And I presented this as like, if you're a classic wrestling fan, it's a slap in the face. You Mm -hmm. had all year with not making anybody and wins and losses don't matter and blah, 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 blah. You painted her all year with this great story to become a next main eventer. And somehow the only star you've built in in the past year or two has nothing to do with WrestleMania. Mm hmm. Like someone has to take a step back and be like, hey, man, the only person we built all year is sitting out. What the fuck did we do wrong? That would have been a perfect Daniel Bryan storyline. And and even the person that I was arguing with said the same thing. They said they don't watch Raw a lot, and they, they're not really a particular fan of Liv. They said every time Liv is on the TV, the reaction is huge. Yeah. And it's like undeniable that something is up with Liv Morgan. I said that's because they've been building her all year. And then when it came time to cash out, they went with their regular roundup of main eventers. And I was like, this is exactly where the problem started um, Mm pre-pandemic. Is that they would have one person that they would decide was the person and then they would have them beat everybody else so you can't make any stars 
Yeah. So you can only rely on a few people. And then when you finally build somebody up to the level to become one of these stars, they would kill it. And, and you would, th- for me, you would think that during the COVID era, that would have been the perfect time to try out some new fucking stars. Right. That's what I initially expected. I was like, okay, half the people are staying home. Now we build stars. Yeah. like, And the only two stars, there's only two, um, the only two women superstars that come out of the COVID era are, are from the start of the COVID era till now to really be built up. Um, with the exception of Rhea Ripley, because I won't really consider, I really, I really consider her kind of more of a star before COVID. Um, is Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan? Yes, 100%. and they kind of screwed them both. They're lucky they they put Bianca back in it, but I yeah. feel like putting Bianca back where she needed to be doesn't excuse you leaving Liv Morgan out of everything. Yeah, I, and I was saying I would have at least given her a constellation prize. Because this, oh, no, is, they... this is what happens in my eyes. If you leave the only star you've built that all the fans are behind out of WrestleMania, for everybody that supports her, that says we don't care about this person at all. And we don't care that you care. If you gave her at least the consolation prize, and my pitch was this, if you, if you asked Lita to wrestle twice, instead of once in Saudi mm-hmm. and you give Lita to live Morgan, it can be a nothing match because Lita will leave. But what it will tell the fans that love live is that we understand the true love her. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet, but we get it. Yeah. If you leave her out of the biggest show of the year completely, how do we have faith in anybody you get us to believe in? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a vicious circle of of destroying talent, and I could believe that with the push Liv has now, if she was to get out of her contract, she could go anywhere. Yeah, and that's Just, your fault because you built her and didn't use her. So like, where do we? She could do essentially what Cesaro could do. Exactly. So how do we? How do we stop? Like, not us. We can't do anything about it. But when did they? realize we're creating a bunch of Cesaro's and Dolph Ziggler's and not pulling the trigger on anybody. Vince, Vince is never going to realize it. And you, I mean, like I said earlier, there's plenty of legends that I just went through that realized, Hey, this guy is a world champion. This guy needs to be a main eventer. Mm-hmm. Vin, Vince will never see it because he's too set in his ways. You know, sometimes older people, they don't like change. You know, change is scary to them. Change is scary to anybody. We get mm-hmm. that. But sometimes change can be a great thing. Mm-hmm. And you can't be scared of it. Um, but I do have I do have one question for you. Uh, I wanted to try to knock this in before, you know, anything. I wanted to get it into the show. Mm-hmm. You know how WWE usually, they tend to put a lot of people into their Hall of Fames. Yeah. Some, whether or not they deserve it or not. Um, sometimes it's very quick. Sometimes it's, you know, later down the line. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to run through some of Cesaro's accolades and see what you thought if 
it's worthy enough to be a Hall of Fame resume at some point. Mm. So do we include Slammy Awards or not? Yeah, we can include Slammy Awards. They did for Owen Hart. Okay, so we have the Slammy Award for Best U.S. Open Challenge for John Cena, Mm. with John Cena. We have Slammy Awards. We have two Slammy Awards for Best Tag Team of the Year Mm -hmm. with Sheamus. The inaugural Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. Mm -hmm. You have a two-time WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, one with Sheamus, one with Nakamura. Mm -hmm. You have a five-time Raw Tag Team Championship, four with Sheamus, one with Tyson Kidd. Yep. Great tag team. Uh, And you have a one-time United States champion. So with that being considered, do you think at some point that could spell a Hall of Fame induction for him? Um, I've been wrestling with this idea recently. Um, So I'm on the fence about it. He's a tag team specialist, too, I realize this. Um, I've been wrestling with this idea recently that where we have people in our heads is not the level that they're at for people that are watching wrestling when we were watching wrestling when we were younger. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is this. Um, if Too Cool goes into the Hall of Fame, we are not blinking an eye at that. They should be in the Hall of Fame. Rikishi's a legend. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Scotty. It's a great. Yeah. It was a great team. It was a big team for that time. Absolutely. Um, just like if if The Godfather goes in. Um. So Cesaro may not feel like Hall of Fame to me, but to somebody who is watching it that might be 16 now, that could be a Hall of Fame for sure for him because when he thinks back on his favorite time watching wrestling Cesaro could be um let me think about one of those people that's underrated that would get into the hall of fame anyway um Bob Holly say Mm. Bob Holly let me think of some other ones that are just like not it but they they're, like they're far more accredited than you would think they are. Uh, Val Venus, Lance Storm. Lance Storm is a definite one. Um, I think I th- despite the new stuff, Kendrick was actually pretty legit. A Train. I, I think we had that Lance Storm discussion too at one point. Yeah, Lance Storm is is a milk <clears throat> for real, and he doesn't get enough credit for it. Um, so Finley. I uh, Finley as well. Um, so there's, there's some people like from our era where 
we we don't wink an eye at them going into the Hall of Fame, even though their accolades might not prove to be such. But I mean, he's a he's a five time tag champion, U.S. champ. He's got a leg to stand on, an arguable mm-hmm. Andre the Giant, which doesn't seem like a it doesn't seem like he was that they ever let him be that big of a star to mm-hmm. me. But at the same time, I'm watching with kind of old eyes now. Yeah. You, you figure we've been watching for, fuck, at least like 20 years. At least. Mm-hmm. So maybe to somebody that's 10 years younger than us, Cesaro was a big deal for a lot of the time that they watched. It'd be like, it's like, it's like me when I, whenever I like obsess over um, Gregory Helms and, and, and people like uh, Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. It's like, they might not be that big to you, but like, they were very iconic in the time that I watched. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like Billy Kidman. Yes. It's like Billy Kidman. It's like Billy Kidman. Cause you might, you might look at Billy Kidman's stats and be like, Wait, what the hell? Why would this guy even have a shot of the yeah, whole? Why does he mean so much to you guys? But, but then you're like, oh, yo, he did like one of the best moonsaults, or not moonsault. He did one of the best like shooting star presses. Mm-hmm. He did one of those. He was one of the best cruiserweight champions of his time. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially for that era, you include the WCW stuff right. with the WWE stuff, right? Not to mention the time with Raven and the Flock. Hmm. Like he's pretty, he's he's it's it's like that. So I feel like that's Cesaro's space right now. So like maybe his accolades are enough to stand on to get him in. And I might be like, eh, they're kind of reaching with that one. But for somebody that's watching it, um, in our favorite time of watching wrestling, that's probably a huge deal to them. Yeah. So so for you at this point, you would think it'd kind of be like, um. Like he, like he, he has a case, but yeah. it's not a solid case, is what it's you're saying. It's not a solid, yeah. It's a case, but it's not a solid case. And it's it's nothing against him. It's just you know, no, not the hand he, the hand he was dealt by the company. Right, right. It they I, just I can never, they that. just never let him achieve the kind of star power that he really could have achieved. Mm-hmm. And because he doesn't feel like that much of a of a of a star, because they never let him be, I mm-hmm. I would I would take them like years later inducting Cesaro is kind of like they really somebody said no, mm-hmm. and they just tossed out Cesaro. Or or if they do it years later, it's kind of their way of saying, "Hey, we fucked up. We're sorry." It, it, or an apology induction. Yes, it's kind of um, like um. Like Bruno. Yeah. When, when when Bruno San Martino finally got inducted. Yeah. Yeah. He was like forever. Because he was like fuck Vince for all those years. Yeah, which is also Triple H mending fences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who I speaking of just a quick deterioration from Cesaro. Um, and then we'll get back to Cesaro because we gotta end this. Um I do see a Mr. Perfect type of induction going for Dolph Ziggler, though. I mm-hmm. feel like that's exactly where Dolph Ziggler is headed. Even though Dolph has actually been world champion, you can't tell me you remember <laughs> you remember it fondly. Uh, I was gonna say I, I remember re- much more than him winning it, and that was kind of it. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to say that's not true. I, I remember the cash-in. Yeah, everyone one remembers of, the cash-in because that's what one we're of, waiting for. <laughs> one of the best cash-ins I've one ever of the seen. Best, one of the most emotional cash-ins. And then I don't really know what happened after that. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing I remember, he was IC champ. <laughs> that's kind of where I land there. Um, but I do see that coming for Dolph. But yeah, Cesaro's Cesaro's um, Cesaro's got a leg to stand on. But I just don't feel like they let him grow to the level of popularity he could have been at. Yeah. Um, with the fans, with like regular watching fans um, that aren't super deep into wrestling like we are. Mm-hmm. But for them, it might be it might be somebody very significant to them. So it yeah. could be their Lance Storm. Um, or or their Gregory Helms, who's like very accredited, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he was also but, the Hurricane. I get what you mean. I mean, to be honest, nowadays they're inducting characters in anyway, just strictly off their character work. Exactly. So, you know, Gregory Helms could get in as either one. He could get either in as Hurricane one. or the... He can get in as the Hurricane or as uh, Gregory Helms. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying because for me, I'm in the same boat. It's kind of tough for me to induct Cesaro, but I would just because, you know, he was one of those guys for me. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't have the world championship runs, he didn't have as many main event pushes as I would have liked. I remember the type of performer he was. Yeah. I know that I know how great he was in the ring, how the dude was freaking built like an ox, had the strength of a mule, and like was just a monster mm-hmm. when it came mm-hmm. to just uh pound for pound strength. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you have some good comedy moments with the bar too. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved his I loved his work with uh with Tyson Kidd. It's it's a shame that got cut short because I felt like they were such a good tag team initially. Mm-hmm. And then he turned around and did it again with the bar in a whole different way. Yeah, like he had he had those uh that funny that funny fight scene in the bar mm-hmm. uh where Seamus tried to hand him a beer and Cesaro's just sitting there holding it, waiting for the camera to cut because he doesn't drink. So he's just sitting there <laughs> holding the beer like while Sheamus is drinking it, you had this match with Seth. You had the, you had the, um, what the fuck was it? The Mania ladder match where he mm-hmm. took the, uh, the Swanton from Jeff through the ladder. Like there's this, and then the feats of strength to people like Big Show, Kali, mm-hmm. Mark mm-hmm. Henry. He swung Kane. literally any and everybody. He was a yeah. monster. I mean, you you could just use the highlight of him swinging Seth. I think he swung Seth for... Yeah, like record time, right? Like yeah. Like 20-something? I, I think he made it to 30 at Mania. Mm. Or no, he tried to make it to 30, but he slipped. Ah, yeah, yeah. But, but to, be, to be fair, that was the outside WrestleMania where everybody was slipping. And it was, yeah, because it was like raining, yeah. Yeah, because Mandy Rose slipped down the ramp. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But I didn't yeah, think yeah, bring up Mandy on the pod. He's pretty, he's pretty, he's pretty impressive. He's always, he always has been. It's just, I just never understood why they never pulled the trigger because it, at one point it seemed like a no brainer. Mm-hmm. When he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and then dropped that, Zeb that Coulter the next one. day, 
Mm-hmm. And got with Paul Heyman. I was like, this is it. This is his run. He's going on. It's and I, be, I, you know, I gave you that date, uh, April fifth, two thousand sixteen. By by chance, off the top of your head, do you remember what that date was? Um, I don't. I tried to look it up. I, what happened that day? All right. Well, now, mind you, this is the time when AJ had came into WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was right after Mania. I forget what Mania was exactly, but this was like the night after Mania. Um, they were doing a fatal four-way. It was Chris Jericho, uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Uh, it was Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a number one contenders match to see who was going to fight Roman for, I think it was the WWE title. Mm. And Sami Zayn was pulled from the match that he couldn't compete. And this was when Cesaro had just came back from that shoulder injury when he just started doing the 007 gimmick. Oh. Like when he came out with the suit and ripped the suit off. Yeah, this is when yeah, he, yeah. Prime this was, Cesaro. Prime this was, Cesaro. That was the start of that gimmick. I spoke. Uh, I was talking to D the Toy Hunter about this, and he sent me some video, and I literally just sent him a date, and I said, October. I said uh, not October. I said April seventh, April fifth, twenty sixteen. Just watch it. You'll know why. And he was like, "You are absolutely right." Mm. I, I gotta that, look that up after this thing. That would have been perfect. J- just look up. Uh, Cesaro returns and you'll see it. It'll probably be like the first or second video. Like if you just hear the pop from the crowd, mm-hmm. that alone was ridiculous. That, what that, year did you say that was? April 5th, 20... April 5th, 2016. 2016. It might be April 4th, but I know it's one of those two days. It's either April 4th or April 5th. Gotcha. But yeah, so listeners, if you guys want to check that video out, go check out that video. Just listen to the crowd, how the crowd reacted. Mm-hmm. That would have been the perfect time to put the rocket on his back, call an audible, and let him go. Because what'd you guys do? You guys had AJ win, and AJ lost. Mm-hmm. AJ lost against Roman. That would have been the perfect time. Let Cesaro do it, because you're going to push AJ eventually anyway. Right, yeah, yeah. That would have been one of those times in a situation where AJ could have lost without any detriment to his character. Yeah, because you figure he was just coming in anyway. Yeah, and it was a it was a fatal four way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a shame, man. It's a shame what happened. But hopefully, Cesaro can be massively successful somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. I think we've covered it. Got you. Well, guys, this was our special edition on the Cesaro. Basically, just on Cesaro walking away. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, this man can be great elsewhere. I have nothing but the utmost faith. He he'll be great with whatever he does, wherever he goes. This is one of those guys where I'm. Ex- genuinely excited and gonna keep an eye on him and see what he does. Yeah, it's gonna be massively. Um, it's gonna be 
a, a massive interest in where he decides to go and what he decides to do because um, the potential is endless. I mean, he's 41, but he's he still performs like, you know what he's, I mean? He still performs like he's in his 30s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Hold on. I think I may have it. It might oh, be, it might have been the fourth. Okay. Let me see. Mm. Well, I, I knew it was either the fourth or the fifth. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll find it. I'll put it in the title once I find it. But yeah, I think that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, our full review on the Cesaro release. Yeah, guys. Uh, that that's it. Let us know what you think. Let us know how you feel about Cesaro finding greener pastures elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but you guys know how it is, man. Hope you guys have a blessed one. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you check us out on every platform. Have a good one. Stay up. Stay blessed. And as always, stay dangerous. Saskatchewan!